Hi, I'm Regina Davis. And I'm Patrick Coleman. Welcome to Entrepreneurship Wisdom to Wealth. Welcome to Wisdom to Wealth. This week, we're actually interviewing Ron Gillum, State Farm agent, uh, 20 plus years, located in Flint, Michigan. How are you? I'm doing well. How are you, Regina? We're good. This is Patrick, our co-host here. Nice to see you. Oh, you too. <laughs> you too. So I want to jump right into some of the questions that we have for you. Um, so what led you on this journey? Uh, I was originally, uh, you know, born in Detroit and um, raised most of my life. And then we moved to East Lansing and raised most of my life in Lansing. And uh, graduated high school in, in 85. And along that time, I, I uh, didn't think much about insurance. It wasn't a goal. Uh, at that point in my life, I wanted to play college football and try to go pro. And if not, work for state government or teach school and coach football. That's kind of what I thought I wanted to do. Um, while I was in high school. And and my father worked for state government and in education. And they weren't hiring a lot of teachers at that time. And he uh, he said, you know, just wasn't gonna be a good move because he, he wasn't sure I'd be able to get a job when I got out. So um, I, uh, and I'm saying this kind of as a background, kind of giving you a long answer here, but uh, uh, I I, um, I didn't have your typical summer jobs. I used to uh, <laughs> I used to throw parties. So that's what I did. So I was used to taking something from nothing. Me and a group of friends of mine, um, you know, we threw parties a couple of times a year in Lansing and pretty much did that from coming out of eighth grade all the way through high school. So that's, that's, that's pretty much what I did, but I didn't see myself doing that for an extended period of time. And uh, what was pivotal for me is I got an internship at IBM going into my senior year. And I got a chance to see business people at work. I saw accountants, I saw marketing people. Um, and I remember thinking to myself, you know, the accounts were just about putting numbers in the right place. And I said, wow, you know, I, I could do that. So I kind of thought I wanted to be an accountant. So when I went to Western, I majored in uh, business. And originally I was going to be an accounting major <laughs> until I had the accounting class. And then I realized that this was good information to know, but that I did not want to do that for a living. But I stayed in business because I found uh, the management uh, program appealed to me the most uh, once I got there because uh, we looked at businesses and taking things from nothing and turning them into something and that that appealed to me and as we fast forward uh, the first I knew of State Farm was in a career fair and a friend of mine who's also a State Farm agent uh, at the career fair State Farm had a booth uh, and uh he had went to it and told me he had an interview with State Farm. And I'm like, well, what are you going to do? And he said, well, I'm going to be an underwriter. And I said, well, what do they do? And he said, well, you know, you review applications and that agents send. And he was telling me about it. And I thought that was 
just about the most boring thing anybody could do. And I figured I'd go to sleep doing that. So I didn't even go to the table. Um, so I graduated, kind of long story short, went to work for, uh, I took the civil service test, went to work for the state of Michigan. And after eight months, uh, this would have been around 90, 91, uh, Governor Engler took over and he had a big state budget cut. And if you had less than five years in the state of Michigan, you got cut. And I had less than five years, so I was laid off. And I called it a layout, really. Um, and then coupled with that, uh, I had some <laughs> speeding tickets on my driving record when I was in college. And uh, around this time, my father got a letter I got some speeding tickets in, in the insurance company that my parents had for auto insurance. Essentially told them either they gotta go or or I gotta go. And so I had to go. And my father suggested I see the state farm agent <laughs> and um, that insured our house. And, uh, uh, you know, talk to him about auto insurance, which I did and I purchased auto insurance from State Farm. And he thought I would be a good candidate to become a state farm agent. At the time, I had a job, and soon after that, I, I uh, found out I was going to be getting laid off. So I actually went and met with the recruiter, and um, he interviewed me. He uh, he didn't hire me, but he said, you know, you're so young. Why don't you look at, you know, I was about 22 at the time. He said, why don't you look at... Uh, you know, working for the company for a while, you know, and, uh, you know, getting to learn State Farm and gaining some experience. He thought that would be a good idea. And I thought that was, you know, a nice way of him telling me no, but I would follow up on it. So I did, because I actually had a friend that took the job with State Farm and was an underwriter. And he suggested with my experience that I look at claims. He thought I might like that. So I looked into it and said, you know what? Sounds like a good thing. And so I, uh, I took the test, saw the recruiter, or, not, or saw the uh, human resources uh, lady, drove down to Marshall, Michigan, where the regional office was at that time, and I took a test. Uh, passed the test, and they were basically like, we'll call you. So I didn't put too much stock into that, and I took another job with, with Pitney Bowes, and I sold mailing machines. And probably about two months after I got hired with Pitney Bowes, State Farm actually did call me and wanted me to interview for an opening in, it was a couple of them. Muskegon, a lot of them were in West Michigan, Grand Rapids, uh, and I turned them down about three or four times because I always feel like if I take a job, I wanna get something out of it first and kind of learn and be good at that. So I worked at Pitney Bowles for probably a year and a half. And then I finally went and took an interview at State Farm and uh, they hired me. I got hired in Grand Rapids to be a claim rep. So I was on the special disaster team at State Farm. So I worked, you know, like when they have those big storms, uh, earthquakes, I worked the earthquake in LA. I was out there for about a year. Um, worked the mudslides in Malibu. So it was, it was a good time. I liked the job. And then when I was at home, my regular line unit was Kalamazoo area, kind of back where I went to college. And I had that Southwest corner of Michigan. In the back of my mind, I long-term, I wanted to be an agent. I wanted to be in business for myself, but 
I always felt like that'd be something I'd have to kind of sneak out or something like that. And um, after about three, three, four years, they State Farm wanted to get a charter for a bank, or they actually got a charter. And part of getting a bank charter, you have to have a certain amount of, and this would have been in the, uh, this is probably around 94, 95. Um, part of getting a bank charter, you have to have a certain amount of representation in lower to moderate income areas. Uh, you know, insurance companies are known for being in more suburban areas. And so State Farm came out with, at first it was the, you know, urban marketing program, and then that changed to an emerging markets program is kind of what they called it. And it was part of uh, uh, Agency 2000. So they recruited people from the company that they wanted to interview and felt comfortable essentially giving them the keys to an agency. And they asked some of the supervisors and management people in operations to identify people who they thought would be good for it. And my uh, superintendent put my name in the hat and he came to me. So I, uh, I said, okay. And I had, uh, you know, went in, told him I'd do it. And they interviewed me. And um, at that time you had to have a, uh, a geo, a geographical preference. And I put Lansing area in Detroit area and the Detroit suburbs. And then it became clear when I was in the program, cause there was opening in Lansing, but Lansing is easy to fill. There were openings in the Detroit suburbs, which were easier for the company to fill. And then there were, uh, there was openings in Detroit. And I was actually servicing a book for an agent that originally passed away. And I, I said, I'll take that. but. I finally asked, you know, why I hadn't been placed and, you know, the VP at the time said they were familiar with my upbringing, kind of where I was born, the demographics of my high school and thought that it would be, it's very difficult for them to find agents to come to Flint, Michigan. And that I, at some point I was going to go to Flint as soon as they had an opening. And that is how I wound up becoming a state farm agent. I was sent to Flint, Michigan in 1998. Wow, you've been there ever since, huh? Kind of a long answer, but uh, that was my journey to the company. Absolutely, yeah. That's all right. It was was very, very detailed and informative. We appreciate that. Uh, What skills did you bring to the table? Uh, The skills for me, um, I didn't really think at the time when I was throwing parties that (laughs) that would be a, a useful skill for me going forward in business, but it actually was because it was marketing. You know, I mean, this is this is the 80s. So we used to go to a a lady we know over (laughs) and print flyers off of off of a copier and go around to all the junior highs and high school and pass them out. And then we wound up doing that in high school. But it was a form of marketing. And then the other skill that got enhanced when I when I uh, was was marketing mailing machines at Pitney Bowes. So I had that. And then the other skills uh, where I understood State Farm, I'd worked for the company for for about four years, understood the services that we offered and felt comfortable that I could market that. And so those were probably the two primary skills. Um, 
you know, working on commission and then having some background, although I was just a kid at the time, uh, in entrepreneurship, but I didn't look at it that way at the time. Okay. And a college degree, and a college degree. I, I <laughs> kind of skimmed over that one. That was a big deal. Okay. Yeah. not even talked about, um, just a ton. And then in regards to some of the products that you may know, I mean, we have man, over a hundred products that we offer. I'm not gonna put you guys to sleep with that, but essentially you have State Farm Mutual, which pretty much owns everything. So that's pretty much our autos, our cars, trucks. You know, you have State Farm Fire, which is kind of our homeowners, renters. Uh, then you have our commercial, commercial auto, commercial fire, our life and health. Anyway, all those different areas are, 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 are different ways that we can reach out to the community. We can reach out, you know, maybe you don't like our auto rates, but you like our homeowners. Maybe, you know, we got together because of a life insurance need. Um, there's a number of different things that we can do to, to start and build a relationship from. And diversification is what I learned. You know, sometimes, you know, your, your auto gains aren't what you would prefer. Sometimes your fire gains aren't. Sometimes it's life, sometimes it's auto, sometimes it's all three. Um, but but uh, those are kind of the biggest things I learned from the company is just being diversified and having a lot of tools in your tool chest, so to speak, to reach out to people. Appreciate it. Mm -hmm. So explain the marketing partnership that you have with State Farm. I'm an independent contractor. So I am self-employed. State Farm sends me a 1099. All of the employees that I employ work for me and they are approved by State Farm because all that, you know, everything on our computers is confidential and the privacy laws and all that. So for my employees, there's a background check and things like that that we have to do for them to be approved. But as far as their hiring, if I have to let somebody go or terminate, you know, that's on me. Um, you know, as far as, for example, this podcast, we had to run the questions that you wanted to ask me through compliance because if State Farm's name's gonna come up, they wanna have an idea of what we're gonna be, you know, discussing and if I'm the one that's allowed to discuss some of those things. So that's what the partnership is really about. It's really about marketing State Farm products um, and building the brand of State Farm, as well as my own brand within the community in Flint and Genesee County in the state of Michigan. Yep. And then, so what are the other credentials that are required to actually become an agent? The exact requirements, you know, I would have to refer to recruiting but the agents that have come along in my era and since I've been hired, most all of them have a college degree, a four-year degree from somewhere. It may not be business, um, but most of them do. The ones that I know, that I've met. Um, some of the agents that were retiring around the time I was, I was starting didn't have degrees, but the guys that came around in my era and since seem to all, and, and, and ladies, have all had college degrees and typically they've all done 
something else professionally before they came to this job. I see a lot of people that have background, backgrounds in corporate America, some in teaching. A lot of them have background in some, some sort of sales. Uh, some of them were business owners. Uh, they just own businesses, different types of businesses. But typically, most people that wind up taking this job uh, have a background in either marketing or being self-employed or corporate America. So what made you choose State Farm? When I was in college, um, I had, to me, probably one of the most profound classes I had was my management 301 and 302 class. And how that worked was in 301, we were like employees. And the people that were in the class ahead of us in 302 were the entrepreneurs that came up with a business concept and employed us to help carry out their vision. And one of the cool things about Western was we had your, your traditional professors, but we also had pref, uh, professors in the business school that were actually business people. They were small business owners that taught one class. So they're, they're, they, they just wanted to give back. It was an, an extra job for them, a secondary income for them. It wasn't how they supported their families. And they, they just spoke from a completely different lens. They talked about what was going on in the real world at the time. And uh, I remember asking, you know, Dr. Carey several questions about, I was really intrigued with how he ran his business. And I'll never forget what he told me. He said, you know, I look for people that, I look for employees that uh, make me look like a hero, make me money and make sure I have nothing to do. That's literally what he told me. He said, look, you're smart enough, you'll be fine. If you can do those things, you're gonna have a job. I never forgot that. And then the other thing that was just more me, I felt like if I'm gonna go into corporate America, whoever I work for, I wanna work for the best in whatever their field is. Right. And I wanna see how the best does it. And once I started studying about insurance companies, I felt and still feel that State Farm is the best as far as insurance companies are concerned. They're the biggest. Uh, uh, and, and, and I love the spirit at State Farm. And they, and they treat me real well. I've been very happy. And I, you know, I felt that way from day one, and I, and I still feel that way today. So um, that's what led me to State Farm. Okay. All right. So then you're, you're building. What, uh, when did you decide to um, buy the building where your business currently is located? Okay. Um, I was on the southeast side of Flint for 18 years. And I had outgrown the place where I was renting. And so I decided... I've obviously committed to the community. I'd already been here 18 years. And I wanted to keep my business in Flint. And it was difficult for me to find the type of property that I that I wanted. And, you know, I was looking for a, 
I, I was leasing a building that was about 1,200 square feet. And ideally, I was looking for a building that was, you know, close to 2,000 square feet, basically. That's kind of what I wanted, 1,800, 1,700. Um, I found a building that was much bigger than I needed for my agency. Um, and I remember talking to my attorney and for liability reasons, uh, it was suggested that the building be owned by an LLC. And uh, I had to disclose that to State Farm and they understood. And um, that's when Gillum Properties LLC was started. And Gillum Properties LLC technically owns the building. Now I'm the sole member of Gillum Properties LLC. Uh, and, and with and with that, I have a, a building that's, it used to be a former uh, uh, claim center from a competitive insurance company. So it has, you know, a garage and uh, it's like a 7,000 square foot building a little over that with a lower level so I rent those spaces out and there's a parking lot across the street that I rent out and then also a grass that's just just grass that I cut that's underdeveloped so it was basically like three properties and part of with my contract with State Farm you know there's certain I, I, I couldn't have a tenant be somebody or a company that was in direct competition with State Farm and State Farm's interests. So I'm somewhat limited on who I can put in there. So the businesses that I put in there have to be compliant, obviously, with the zone zone requirements of the city, and then also, you know, not not deter from the interests of State Farm. So that's how Gillum Properties was started. And uh, you know, again, that's diversification. It's some additional income, and. Uh, I'm actually, you know, an agent told me, I, I interviewed, you know, and I always believe too, you know, good company. I, I have some some really good friends and people that are entrepreneurs or in business. And I always asked a lot of agents that bought buildings because it's, that was a big deal. That was a big deal and a lot of work. Um, uh, but I always asked all of them that bought buildings, hey man, after all that you went through to get that going, you know, is there anything you do differently? And, and just about all of them told me, man, if I if I bought a building, I would buy one bigger than what I needed and, and lease out space. And that's what I wound up doing. So that's how Gillum Properties LLC was started. And so multiple streams of income as yeah. an entrepreneur. Yeah. I always have that one. That's that, that piece of wisdom, those pearls of wisdom, the nuggets. What is that one thing? If you could, if it's one thing, if it's not, then you, know, you go ahead and expound. But that one thing that you could help someone um, take the path, the journey that you took to become independent, to become an entrepreneur, what would that piece of wisdom be? First to study and to ask and to go work for whatever field it is that you want to do. Um, uh, you know, if you want to, you know, have your own doctor's office, you know, go work for a doctor, talk to people, find out what you have to do from an education standpoint to even be qualified. If you want to have your 
own construction company, go pound some nails, go to work for them, see how the whole business operates as an employee, um, and then talk to the owner, interview owners, interview competitors, interview people that are where you want to be and start doing your homework uh, and putting time in before you have to put your money in. Um, and it's hard for me to narrow it down to one because I have a, a few, a few pearls. Keep good company. Um, I'm blessed and, and, and Regina is one of them, you know, just to have a lot of friends that are doing good things and we all feed off of that. You know, what you guys are doing, I'm, I'm very proud that you guys are doing what you're doing. I respect it, which is why I wanted to be a part of it. And, and uh, but it, it, it's just good to talk to self-employed people regardless of what of what they do. Because some things that are similar is you got to put the work in. You got to have the work ethic. I'm, I'm training a new employee now. Some of the first things I talked about with her were, you know, attention to detail and to move with a sense of urgency. Um, all of those are important. Today, I spoke with her about mental toughness. I'm a washed up football player, so excuse me if I'm getting a little bit off base, but we had a discussion today about mental toughness and intestinal fortitude. You can look that one up. But, uh, but, but again, you know, you can't control what's in someone's head. We can't do that as employers and people that we may be working for can't do that for us. So how you think, what's on your mind, what are you thinking about? No one can control that but you, but to try to think positively and, and, and channel your thoughts into whatever goals you have at the time. This is information that was passed to me and I'm just, you know, paying it forward. Yeah. Right. Yeah, we appreciate that. that. We do. I do. So we want to thank you for actually um, giving all of your wisdom and we will actually connect back with you soon.